This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 27th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Midwest losing political clout. SCOTUS mulls biofuel waivers and Vilsack's plan for research agencies. Minnesota spared southern states win in census. Several major ag states led by Illinois are losing seats in the U.S. House as a result of the 2020 census. In addition to Illinois, California, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia also will lose one seat each. Minnesota just missed losing a seat, the Census Bureau says. Texas will gain two seats, and Colorado, Florida, Montana, North Carolina, and Oregon will gain one seat. Now keep in mind, the census results are good news for rural Minnesota lawmakers, like first-term GOP Representative Michelle Fishback, who might have seen their districts combined had the state lost a seat. The Midwest grew 3.1%, the Northeast 4.1% over the past decade, while the West grew by 9.2% and the South grew by 10.2%. SCOTUS hears biofuel case today. The Supreme Court is hearing oral arguments today and a long-running battle over the EPA's authority to give refiners waivers from the ethanol usage mandates. The court is considering a 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling that said a small refinery exemption could not be extended once it had lapsed. The coalition that includes the Renewable Fuels Association the American Coalition for Ethanol, the National Corn Growers Association, and the National Farmers Union backs that Tenth Circuit decision. Chet Thompson, president and CEO of the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturer, says a plain reading of the law makes clear that Congress intended the waiver authority to be a lasting safety net for refiners. Uh, don't miss this. The second season of the AgriPulse Deep Dive podcast is here, and the first installment looks at the history of biofuels policy and the renewable fuel standard. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Upper Midwest dairy groups weigh in on marketing order reform. The National Milk Producers Federation opened the door on Friday for a change in the way milk is priced under federal milk marketing orders, and now several other organizations want in on the action. Today, the Dairy Business Association, Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the Minnesota Milk Producers Association, and others plan to announce their own proposal for FMNO reform, a plan they call Class 3+. 
They say it will be a long-term fix to several existing milk pricing problems, not just correcting issues of the past 24 months. Among other things, the plan would tie Class 1 fluid pricing to Class 3 cheese pricing, along with an adjuster which they say would reduce the need for Class 3 plants to depool and the negative impact that it has on prices. The group said they have been studying several different aspects of the orders for years, but had not planned to request a hearing prior to the National Milk Producers Federation action on Friday. Take note, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told the North American Agriculture Journalist on Monday that given the division in the industry, it was too soon to make a change in the pricing formula. I know that within the dairy industry there are conversations, and I think those conversations need to mature a bit more before anybody makes a decision that there's going to be a significant change, he said. Vilsack restructuring research staffing. Vilsack says he isn't going to move the two USDA research agencies back to the nation's capital from Kansas City, but he is looking to divide new agency personnel between the two regions. The Trump administration moved the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City in 2019. Vilsack told the Ag Journalist that there is, quote, an aggressive effort underway to refill vacant research positions and that the new hires will fill a mix of positions in Kansas City and in Washington. Now, don't miss this. Read our report at agripulse.com on Vilsack defending President Joe Biden against claims he wants to slash meat consumption. WTO spurs members to speed up ag trade reform. Members of the World Trade Organization only have until November to come up with an agreement on how to improve international ag trade for the 12th Ministerial Conference. But it's unclear if the diverse group of nations can coalesce around substantial reform. Gloria Peltralta the head of Ag Talks at the WTO suggested yesterday that a concrete proposal to increase transparency by nations would suffice, but that idea got some pushback. Our credibility at the WTO depends on delivering meaningful outcomes for agriculture at MC12, the New Zealand representative said. Some countries insist that nothing less than substantial reform to cut trade-distorting subsidies for farmers, especially for cotton producers, is necessary, according to Geneva officials. The United States, which has sharply increased domestic farm supports in recent years, says sticking to an agreement that improves transparency, especially on import safeguards, is a more realistic goal, the official said. Biden to engage Kenya on trade and renewable energy. The Biden administration is reaching out to Kenya to discuss future cooperation to promote democracy and expand trade. That according to, the, uh, to a State Department spokesman. While it won't be a resumption of the free trade agreement talks the Trump administration began, the effort may give some optimism to lawmakers and farm groups hoping that a trade deal with the country would lead to expanded exports to the African continent. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken will be holding a virtual set of meetings with Kenya's president as well as officials from the Kenya-based renewable energy companies today, the spokesman said. 
Blinken will also meet virtually with Nigeria's president and foreign minister. Here's today's He Said It. The attrition that occurred during the previous administration has created a lot of stress on people, and that's why we intend to get our workforce back up to the place where they can do the work that people expect them to do. That Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack telling Ag journalists he is concerned about burnout among ERS and NIFA researchers in the wake of the 2019 agency relocations and the resulting staff shortages. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 27th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.